Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, what did a child experience that made him run like the wind to get out of the house? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number to share your real ghost story with us. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up to do that at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Greatly appreciate your support. Get all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, uh, all of it commercial free, all of it there for you to binge away on. Give the gift of ghosts. Do that too. Somebody loves ghost stories. Give a year membership. Get one month free out of that. It's all there. Either ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash Real ghost stories. Tony and Todd with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? I like the phrase, give the gift of ghosts. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, <laughs> I never I never go shopping in advance. I always wait until uh. the last minute. Or I just announce that there will be no gifts <laughs> for anybody. <laughs> That's usually what I end up doing. Make the proclamation, there shall be no gifts again this year. That's correct. I'm like, kind of like Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm talking from the top window down to the boy down on the ground. Is there a goose in the window? Christmas with Todd. I, I mean, I'm trying to think like the last time Christmas was magical, and it certainly was, I think, back when we were kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it when we were kids, and I now it's... I, I don't know. I mean, having kids... You know, that, it, it, that some of those years have been really good. Um, yeah. Some have been really kind of stressful and crappy. Um, but I'm trying to get back to them not being stressful and crappy. <laughs> so and just kind of, you know, living through her a little bit. But but, you know, it, it's totally different. You can live through your kids to a certain extent. But, you know, just you don't get those exact feelings again. Those you know, like, oh, my God, did I get that toy or this or that? And. You know, just it's something that's there. And then it's I don't know. It's hard to get that back. It's hard when in the Christmas of 1977, there was a Springer Spaniel dog (laughs) under the tree. I mean, that's that's what Christmas is all about. That's what I remember Christmas as, you know. Oh, that year it was a dog and a tape recorder, a Panasonic tape recorder. So, oh, God, uh, my sisters gravitated toward the dog. And of course, I was over in the corner (laughs) playing with my tape recorder. So. And just a few short years later, Todd <laughs> went to work at the radio station. There'll be no Christmas again this year. What year did you start on the air? Um, nineteen ninety. Was ninety really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess I pictured it a little earlier. I don't know. Because I, I mean, oh, wow. I, I, I could, how old do you think I am? Jesus. No, I'm just I'm trying to because I I grew up listening to you. You know, so I'm just trying to think of what we were listening to. I think the main thing my my parents would always play. Uh, uh, Kyle, the Kyle file where it would be, oh, yeah. uh, the, like the tabloid uh, headline. And, yep. and then you had to guess that. And I remember many mornings when I was getting ready for school, there's my dad and mom pressing redial on the phone over and over and getting through to you. And then my dad would like try and barter with you. Like sometimes <laughs> 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 you know, I remember there's one bit and it was actually a really good bit. But he was just being his stingy self, and it was like he said something, and then you thought he said something else. He's like, no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't understand it. And it went on for like four minutes. (laughs) 
and and it was just supposed to be like, what's your answer? No, okay, next, next, next. <laughs> like in total, in, it should have lasted five seconds, but I, I think like you ended up letting him win because he. I don't know. He, he did something. I don't know. It was just like it was you probably threatened a lawsuit on the, on the radio station of some sort. <laughs> uh, someday I'll make my and the settlement was I had to come work there. <laughs> right. So obviously we lost that bet. Exactly. Well, you let my son come work there and I ain't going to sue your ass. Suddenly my dad is a large African-American man, I guess. Apparently. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know, it, this day and age in radio, you would kill to have listeners like that again, you know, oh, because yeah. back then they would, they'd call in, they'd get involved, oh, you know, even if they hated you, they'd get involved somehow. Sure. And now it's like, you have to pull teeth to, to let them win $10,000. I know? know it's, it's crazy. Like, and I don't even know what any of the stations are anymore. <laughs> like in my, oh. where, where I live, I couldn't tell you what one station is. I have no idea. I just, I That's don't, sad. I don't listen. I don't listen to regular radio anymore. I mean, I listen to podcasts mainly and Pandora and anytime I have tried to listen to local radio, it's just not good. And it's like, why would I choose that over all these other things? Right. I, I find myself like I'll listen to local stuff, even if it's a little bad. But if it's just like something that's, you yeah. know, piped in from Dallas or New Yorkers, I don't want to hear that. No, like severe weather. I don't want to. I'll, I'll try and find severe weather coverage, but even that doesn't exist half the time anymore either, which is kind of right. weird. The, there was a tornado warning in spring and we were in the, the shelter and I could not find one local station doing anything. And it was like, I mean, it was early. It was like five, six in the morning, but still like half the morning shows aren't there anymore. Or more than half. And there's nothing. There was no yeah. coverage. I was like, oh, my God, this is so weird. Anyway, uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first story. It says, so this is the first time that I'm writing in. Hope one of the parts of my life is a good story to tell. The year was 2007 to 08. I was in middle school when my dad lost his job and we got into hard times. Managed to move into what looked like a great suburban home built in a community that used to be old orange groves in central Florida. Part of the grove still existed at the end of the next street over. After moving into the house, he would just hear knocks around the house, like as if someone said knock on a wood and then knock, knock. No one thought anything of it. Everyone just ignored it. Better than living in the van and the dream, the reoccurring dream. My point of view in it was standing over a hole under an orange tree with an extremely low branch on one side. The hole had a girl in it with dirt getting piled on her until she was completely covered. Every night, same dream. It was the era when CSI played every day, so I just thought it was from watching that every day after school. Randomly, one day I decided to explore the abandoned orange grove at the end of the adjacent street. I don't know if it was because of the dream or just because I was a 12-year-old boy and abandoned shit is cool going through row after row of unkept orange trees getting taken over by the underbrush same thing over and over until i see it the tree with the low branch my heart stops and i turn white it's probably only a second or two but it felt like an hour i turned around and ran as fast as i could things are somewhat normal for a while i was at my friend's house and his stepdad was taking me home when he turned down my street, he said, hey, I know this street. When I was about your age, I was in a band with a buddy that lived on the end of the street. I haven't been over here since. Well, his sister went missing. My stomach sank. Only thing I could think of is this confirmation. 
I get dropped off and run inside and lose my mind. Am I crazy? Am I really dreaming of a cold case of a neighbor girl getting killed a decade plus ago and buried in the orange grove near my house? So I decided to just go on with life and just live with it because who can I tell? Who's going to listen? If someone does dig there and body turns up, what then? Oh, hey, Mr. Policeman, I just randomly dug this one spot in this abandoned orange grove and found a body. Suspicious. I'd pretty blue eyes and I'm not fit for prison and I know it but back on track with the story a couple weeks later that same buddy is over and I tell him everything so he comes up with the great idea of a Ouija board and makes one on a uh, notebook paper and we used a guitar pick as the finger thing turned off the lights lit a candle we both put a finger on the pick and asked if anyone is there nothing happens he asked a few more questions and nothing like notebook paper and a guitar pick would work. As I stand up to turn on the light, the candle goes out. I turn on the light and just say, dang, you could have waited to blow the candle out. My friend with a stone cold voice looking me in the eye said, I didn't blow it out. Nothing else happened that night. We just played video games. A month later, I have other friends stay the night. And as we're going to sleep, tell him, hey, some things and sounds happen around the house sometimes. Don't worry about it. She doesn't hurt anything. Turns out he's the type of Christian that believes when you die, it's heaven or hell. There's no in between, no such thing as ghosts. And he let me know that's the way it is and there's nothing else. Nothing against them, just a component of the story. But I named the girl Molly at some point because it felt right. And as I'm lying in bed and him on the floor telling me about hell, I just say, hey, Molly, if you're here, let us know. The second I finished my sentence, the light turned on. My friend looked as if his entire life went in front of his eyes. The light went back out after a couple of seconds and said, told you. He never said another word and fell asleep. When I woke up, my friend was gone and never came back over. Apparently, he stayed up all night, scared shitless. And when he heard my dad making coffee in the morning, he asked to get taken home for not feeling well. Might have scared him or scarred him for life. Moved out of the house not too long after that. No more dreams. Nothing else had come from Molly. And I'm taking the candle going out as Molly closing out the want-to-be Ouija session since we didn't really do it. She seemed like a boss bitch that would do that. I hope she finds peace and I'm sorry I couldn't help. If I didn't live across the country, I would go check under the tree and hopefully give Molly peace. A few more stories, but I think this one has the most to it. A quick short one was my first encounter. My parents raised and showed champion dogs across the country. I was like four or five years old, and we stopped at a shitty motel in the middle of Oklahoma. I got no sleep with my mom in the bed closer to me in the skin bathroom area and my brother with my dad in the bed by the window and the door. Standard cheap hotel room setup. Well, I wake up in the middle of the night and hear the sink on, So I think nothing of it. And after a few minutes of not being able to sleep from the sink, I sit up and it turns off. I see my mom next to me. I turn around to see my brother and my dad next to him. As what was that feeling sinks in, I feel the foot of the bed sink in like someone just sat down. I smelled what seemed like cigar pipe smoke, not the normal cigarette smoke, and put my head under the blanket. Somehow fell back asleep. My other stories are mostly with my childhood best friend who's no longer with us. I don't know if certain people are like portals, but 
If they are, he was. Some from the military. While on a submarine, someone committed suicide on. And that's the story, kids. Wow. How, where can we start unpacking that one? Uh, let's start with the first part uh, of it, where uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what the first part was, because I just got caught up in the other the, part. The girl in the Orange Grove, right? Yes, the Orange Grove girl. Yes, yes. I have a lot of people who say to me that there are no such things as coincidences. Mm-hmm. So if if something happens or something comes to you or something seems like deja vu or or something happens because of something else it's supposed to be that way so you know in the back of my mind the first thing i'm thinking is there probably is something to what he's feeling he seems like he's a little bit more intuitive than the average person so for him to feel that there might be something there in that orange grove i tend to kind of think he might be right about that yeah oh i mean it's interesting with the name and everything popping up i mean i would say it'd be just interesting if they could dig into that more deeper i mean an easy one to do would be to say you know what the the girl who went missing what was her name i I would think that'd be an easy one to connect dots on and you know does the name molly connect to that person um you know as far as you know is she in the orange grove that's i don't know i mean that's where you just call up your friendly neighborhood cadaver dog mart and uh see if you can rent one for the afternoon bring it right back go ahead you could you you could easily go online and see if you can find out the story about that girl missing though certainly you're right about that yeah yeah i just think cadaver dog mart would be a big sell a lot of people would (sighs) Wouldn't that be great? You could go rent a cadaver dog for the afternoon. So you're going to have a cadaver do- dog farm and you're going to have a sage farm. What else are you going to be doing? <laughs> well, sell sage. Yeah, so you can get the demons okay. away. And at the right. same time, you can find if there's any bodies on the property with our, our fine breed of cadaver dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need like a cadaver farm to make that work. Uh, and have you ever have you seen those like ever or heard about them? I've seen them on TV. Yeah. Like I... I think they're actually pretty cool. Well, it is very neat. And I mean, it's uh, people, it's, it's real bodies that are out there in this pot of land. And it just, te- it's, that's how they teach the dogs to smell for bodies. Yep. And I mean, without it, they wouldn't be able to do that. But um, that's just interesting. It's like, if too bad, like when you die, I mean, I know you can like donate your body to science, but do you really get much of a choice as to what they do with it? I mean, can no, you get, I don't think you do. Like, check the box. Like, choose your own adventure. I want to be in the cadaver farm, you know, or would it get to be like too many people picking cadaver farm because it just sounds kind of fun. Jeez. <laughs> what happens eventually, like when the dog like finds, you know, the body and like ticks like a finger and like nobody realizes that he took the finger and he gets back into the house or the kennel or whatever. And he's just like spits out the finger and he's still like, they just let him keep it or do they kind of go? Let's get that. Well, I'll just say for the first time on the podcast, I'm starting to worry about you just a little bit. <laughs> I just I wonder. These are the things I wonder about, you know, because I, I keep the bodies together. Right. Or, or do you do you how do you do that <laughs> from the mind of Tony? Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's get another caller. Hi. Hello, um, this is Heather again. I had called in previously about my daughter who had dreams um, in regards to um, someone deceased that my husband grew up with, um, coming to her in dreams and telling her various things. Um, 
one of the things that she had recently told her, and it didn't make a lot of sense to me, um, my nephew, when she told me my nephew had a vehicle, it was a truck, and she said every time she, and she's 13, she's still having these dreams. I know this is one of the things that um, you and Carol and, I, I don't know, um, maybe even Harper had discussed, maybe this is something she would grow out of. Thus far, she has not. She still has the dreams and still lets me know some she can and cannot tell me. Um, so one day she woke up and was like, Mama, I had the worst dream ever. Um, it was about um, my cousin, and I won't say his name. We'll call him B. Um, and she's like, he was in an accident. I said, he was in an accident. And she's like, yes, he was in an, an accident. And she said it was a bad one. I think he was okay, but it was bad. I think it totaled his vehicle. Um, she said, she told me it's like they all start out. She's like, she's over a platform can look down um, with this um, lady who has passed on and she shows her things and one of the things he, she showed her was my nephew getting into a car accident and she said she could see ahead of my nephew um, and my nephew was like what, what is that what is that and she said he was so confused and so discombobulated in the dream and she said it, it just didn't make any sense and it was a different colored vehicle <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, than what he had. Um, so she's like, I, that threw me for a loop. And she's like, I know what she, he saw on the road. To see what was that? He ended up hitting something and totaling his vehicle. Um, she didn't want to, she, she told the lady that takes her into these dreams, her name is Dana. She was like, Dana, get me out of here. I can't, I don't want to know if he's injured bad, you know, please remove me. And she does, so um, she can, I guess, she isn't forced to stay in a dream that she's not comfortable with. So time passes. Um, I kind of forget about things and the color of the vehicle, and my nephew actually gets a new vehicle. It is that color. Um, I didn't think anything about it. Um, unfortunately, he had gotten behind the wheel irresponsibly. And he says he doesn't know what he hit, or he knows he didn't hit, it was no hit, not a hit or run. It wasn't anything of that nature. Um, it was kind of out in the country, so it wasn't like, I, I know he filed a police report. I'm not sure where it's going from there, but everything that was described by my nephew that he could remember was what Lily, my daughter, had described, and on top of that, she had even went into greater detail as, like, how he was just confused and seeing things that weren't there and just not himself and very shook up and just very, um, again, just, just, discombobulated and I'm in, I'm assuming intoxicated which at the time you know Lily doesn't know much about that she's not been raised about it so she, around it so she didn't know what all that was 
Um, but now looking back on it, it all makes sense and it all, so anyway, she does still have this ability. Um, she does still come to me and she's like, mama, there is, there are some things that I can tell you. There's some things that I cannot. Um, so I think when in that situation where she was so scared and thinking that something was going to happen to her um, cousin, she t- went ahead and told me just because she felt so scared. But um, again, there's things that she tells me and things that she does not. But I just wanted to share that with you because I know there were some things that like, will she grow out of this? Um, I don't know. Again, she's 13. Um, so could she? Absolutely. Um, could she not? Absolutely. Um, we're just taking it one day at a time and trying to handle it the best that we can. And I appreciate everyone's advice and being able to call in and have a relatable audience without judgment. I thank you guys for everything that you do. Happy Halloween and have a blessed day. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that story with us. Thoughts? I don't think with, with those types of abilities, I'd be very, very surprised if the little girl ended up, you know, that it just being kind of a phase in her life. I think she's mm-hmm. probably with these for quite a while. She's older now. If things like that were going to pass away and, and kind of go off to the side, it usually happens at a younger age. Sure. The thing that I would suggest for her mom, though, is try hey, to Tony. find someone that can teach her daughter a little bit more about her abilities so that... Um, she can understand them better mm-hmm. so she can learn how to manage them a little bit. Because can you imagine being 13 and let's say, just say you get the vision of something that's just completely mind blowing that you don't want to see mm-hmm. um, how that can affect her. So I would really try very hard to reach out to somebody who might be able to take the time to teach her daughter how to kind of hone those skills. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, I mean, it can get really weird and and sometimes, you know, somewhat dark as well. I mean, especially, you know, what you're pulling in and what you're drawn to. I mean, that could be really, you know, kind of scary, you know, in, in terms of what, you know, what you may end up, you know, experiencing like, like this. Right. This fall on ABC, Doomsday Danny. Danny, what do you see? I see a man down by the lake. What is he doing? Doing things. The neighbor's cocker spaniel. What? (laughs) The dog is gone. (laughs) On a very special doomsday, Danny. This Friday, 9, 8 central on ABC. It it could be just something like that. You can go comedy route, though, with it, too. You know, it could be a real wacky one. Where, you know, they're predicting like the future, but it's fun things, not like the neighbors doing the dog and killing it. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the second time I'll say on this particular podcast, I'm starting to worry just a little bit about you. <laughs> These are genius ideas that should be uh-huh. executed someday on television. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Or, or a great Netflix series, Doomsday Danny. Okay, another call. Hi. Hey, Tony. I want to thank you for your show. It helps keep me awake during graveyard shift. So I thought I would call in. Um, Like many people, I've experienced things I can't explain my whole life. But I also like to uh, remain a healthy skeptic. So 
I, I pay particular attention to those experiences in which I was not alone. There was at least another person experiencing it with me. So in 2008, I moved from Southern California to Western Arizona to follow my future husband and, uh, and his business. He, he relocated and I was able to follow him since my business I could just do on the internet, could go anywhere. So. Um, he bought a property where he could, you know, live live and have the business and pretty good chunk of property and we had a a tow yard in the back with a six foot fence with barbed wire. And it was in a, a, a rural neighborhood, uh, where most of the other properties are also fenced. And um so anyway, uh Right away, moving in, we started experiencing strange things together. Um, we would be in the bedroom and we would hear what sounded like a glass breaking, hitting the kitchen floor. We'd run out there expecting to find a mess and there was nothing. Uh, he also saw a woman who looked a lot like me but dressed a little differently, like perhaps in the late 70s, sort of like a doppelganger of me but with different fashion. Um, he would see her walking through the house and outside and, you know, and then ask me, you know, where, what was going on. And I, you know, I was usually somewhere like I was either asleep or somewhere else. So it was definitely not me and other strange noises and movements. But the thing that stands out to this day of all the experiences I've had, uh, very early morning, we were, we were laying in bed and the, we worked crazy hours and it was about five in the morning the, the sun was just about to start coming up and we're laying there and we hear what sounds like a troop like a military troop of like maybe 20 men because they were chanting some sort of a cadence and we could hear heavy boots hitting concrete except most of the neighborhoods not paved um gravel roads, dirt yards, whatnot, and it was very clearly the sound of boots on pavement. And it was also coming through the back of our property, which, as I mentioned, has a six-foot chain-link fence with barbed wire. So we're laying there, we kind of look at each other, and that's really strange. It was very loud, and uh, we could hear it coming up the back of the property toward us. So he jumped out of bed and looked out the window, and he saw absolutely nothing. And we heard this troop pass through the yard, past our window on the right, and out through the front of the property. So I uh, started asking around about, you know, if there was any sort of a group that would do that, and absolutely, you know, nothing, nothing like that going on. And then maybe uh, six months to a year later, uh, due to some other research I was doing for other projects, I came across a story about General Patton in World War II, and he was doing uh, exercises in the area our house was built upon. So I always wondered if it was sort of a, a memory etched in time of, of, of a time long gone. Anyway, thanks again for your show and maybe I'll call in with some more stories. Thanks for sharing those experiences. Thoughts? Yeah, I like the way she called it a memory etched in time. I mean, yeah. I think when you have that strong of a personality and the situation that um, 
that was around, you know, the wars and, and military and all that kind of stuff. That stuff, as far as I'm concerned, can really get etched into a location. Sure. And and I think that the, the the fact that she was able to find that out and kind of put two and two, two together, whether it's actually that, we don't know, but it's that's a good possibility. What do you think of the whole doppelganger thing? That's always an interesting one to me. Man, I'll tell you what, I've been hearing a lot more about stuff like that. Yeah. And I think even we had a, a story a couple of weeks ago on the podcast about that. I I just wonder again, like we talk about whether or not we're kind of haunting ourselves as if, if some of it's our energy, if if these mm-hmm. if th- this energy can make itself into any kind of form. I mean, listen, I do not want to run into myself when I'm being haunted. Trust me. Sure. I'll take just about anybody else. I don't want to see myself. <laughs> that would I think that would be one of the scariest things if that were to happen. You know, it's like God what? dang it. Yeah. yeah, that would be. Uh, speaking, so many people are seeing the uh, the the Doppler talking about the doppelganger stuff. Uh, I know another one of the networks is trying to cash in on it. Let's uh, let's take a listen to this here. Coming soon to NBC, doppelganger dominatrix. The story of a man with a plan to hide his dominatrix lover from his wife. They look alike. It must be a doppelganger. (laughs) Who is that woman? It's a doppelganger. Doppelganger dominatrix. Thursdays, 9, 7 central on NBC. Have you heard about that? Boy, the networks have really gone downhill ever since uh, Cosby ended up going to prison. I mean, there's just nothing on anymore. I know. It's like, what is this? Doppelganger dominatrix? That's just, I mean, I don't know. And uh, and the cast is weird, too, because I think Helen Mirren actually plays the... uh, (laughs) Listen, I bet you she's hot if you put her in some leather. I bet if she's like in a rubber cat suit or something like that, she could be really round. And kind of there thing. is the line of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Even though all the other shit I've said, that wins. <laughs> oh, all cool. right. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. And uh, get access to all of our bonus episodes, advanced episodes, all the commercial free and uh, support the show. Again, patreon.com slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Todd and Tony, thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. If you want more real ghost stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories.